But the Irish get absolutely fucking wrecked on Christmas Eve because we realize if you have to be up at five in the morning, you may as well still be drunk, you know? Fuck it. And also then you gotta understand, the Irish, we don't leave out milk and cookies for Santa Claus, right? Instead of cookies, the Irish leave out something called mince pies, which are every bit as disgusting as they sound. They're always 400 degrees. I wouldn't even eat them. I would just throw them at the Protestant kids. Um, <laughs> And instead of milk, does anyone know what the Irish leave out for a Santa Claus? Whiskey. whiskey, well done. Yeah, some people say Guinness, but it's, no, it's whiskey. Especially in my family, we would leave out a full bottle of whiskey for a Santa Claus. Yeah, we would, because the Irish understand that Santa Claus is a working man, and he needs something to take the edge off. Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, a show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, Sean Bear Flannery. <laughs> and I'm CJ Sullivan. And each week here on the Blackout Diaries, we have a different theme when it comes to drinking and debauchery. And this is a special holiday edition of, oh, yeah. of drinking. Holiday, uh, it's holiday parties, I'll go ahead and say theme, you know, but it's also just, just holiday drinking in general, which of course mm-hmm. gets cranked up to a different nice level. <laughs> and it's nice. It affects and, all aspects of your life. In December. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, it, it, w- back when binge drinking was something you only did with friends, now you're doing it with uh, family and work peers, you know, <laughs> in December. The, all the rules are gone, kind of. Yeah, I think like holiday drinking, um, if you were if you were going to uh, <laughs> label winter drinking as a one night out, you know, like the mm-hmm. December is the first couple of drinks where you feel good, you're happy. Like, this is fun. I yeah. got a sweater on, you know, you're happy to see people. There's a fire. And then once it gets into January, February, then you're just like, you're just painfully sad. Going to, yeah, sad. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, now, now this is just work. That I'm I just need into. this to get through the day. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. But holiday drinking, everyone's in good spirits. And uh, the holiday parties, of course, we get after pretty hard because we mm-hmm. know what's coming as well. And um, we're going to have Adam Burke on here later. He's going to tell a legendary drinking story, a drinking party, holiday party story that involved all of us yep. at, our, at our building where a uh, tree was toppled. It almost got you thrown out of the building. A yeah. holiday party that almost resulted in evictions. <laughs> like, like any good holiday party, there was... Uh, <laughs> There were sanctions. <laughs> or long-term consequences. Right. Like any good holiday party. Exactly. <laughs> we'll even break down later on why we drink so much, and technically, scientifically, why we drink so much during the holiday season. And we're going to have another mm-hmm. another story about other uh, other traditions around the world for holidays. Not just, not just um, the parties itself, but actually different holidays. And, Sean, you one time, if I recall... Had to be kept out of a holiday party during your the birth of your first son. The, that that's mostly correct, CJ. Yeah, I didn't have to be kicked out. Luckily, okay. I was I never entered the building, okay. so prevented I was from, prevented from entering, not kicked out. That is correct, prevented from entering. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, my wife for my our first kid, uh, the labor was induced. Uh, my wife was suffering from a pregnancy disorder, and they're like, we have to we have to have this baby right now. Yeah, and. 
she's like, uh, the woman, the surgeon or whatever is like, where's, where's your husband? She's like, that's really important because he's on his way to a company holiday party with an open bar. So we need to get him right now. <laughs> like, like if we don't get him right now, we're right. not getting, we're not getting him, and we don't want to get him. You know, if we don't get him right now. <laughs> Word has to go out on the street, alert the bartenders, alerts. <laughs> like an alert APB. Cops. Right, exactly. <laughs> Do not serve this man. <laughs> He's supposed to go to Prentice Hospital. <laughs> he has a human being coming involved. Um, so that's great. So that worked out. So word got out to you and you got out of there. Word got out to me. Um, yeah. Uh, then I went right to the hospital and had a baby. Beginning of the great sacrifices of fatherhood that you did. I mean, I, that, if that doesn't show what you're willing to do. <laughs> Yeah, you know, my wife talks about you know a seventeen hours of labor. I'm like, you think that was something? I, I mean, had to give up an open bar. <laughs> <laughs> and you had open bars. You you speaking of drinking of science, you approach that very scientifically. It's going to an open bar party uh, with you is definitely is definitely. It's like going, I'm it's going like to a battle. general. It's like going, like I, yeah, I, I have I have teams say, like of people that I. I, I assign tasks mm-hmm. to, uh, yes, I'm a big believer and you need to maximize this. Um, <laughs> cause usually it's an open bar for only a certain right. uh, time range. Mm-hmm. And then I always call it operation stockpile operation stockpile. And that's like the last half hour, the witch's hour, if you will. Yep. Of, <laughs> you want to accumulate as many drinks as possible mm-hmm. so that you can drink those when they start charging for prices. But it's a, it's a razor's edge cause you don't want to be too obvious. It's kind of uncouth. If you're just blatantly stockpiling them on one table and so right. on, you so you have to be spots. real um, strategic about how you're going to space them out. I'm almost like it's almost like the way the FDA talks about like food stores, you know, that they hold for <laughs> famines and so on. You know, like well, we need a little bit up in Nebraska, we need a little right. bit like that way we're protected against cyclones, and then we got some over there. And that's how I am about Operation Stockpile. Like cause sometimes I'll just see somebody just gathering it all on table. Whoa, 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 whoa! What I are know, you doing? Yeah, right. Yeah, no, no. You got to put them on some empty tables. I remember going down. There was like four yeah. rum and cokes on the urinal. What how this get down here? Those are mine. You would call out from a different roof. Sometimes I'd forget about them. You're like right. a squirrel with your nuts. You know, you got them in so many different places. That is hilarious. Anyway, well, with that, without further ado, let's get into uh, the great legend, Adam Burke, editor of your book. Yep, the cane, Adam the cane Burke. The Kane Adam Burke. Well, one time we're going to have to tell an, uh, an Irish episode. We'll have him back for that for sure. The yes. three of us, the three of us were destroying Ireland a couple years ago. And um, anyway, he's going to tell his version of this infamous holiday party Christmas tree story. And then we're going to have uh, the tree jumper himself, Mark Vanna. He's going to call in a little later to defend to give his version of it, just in a quick quick call in interview. And uh, and then we'll go on from there. So without further brew. Let's bring up Adam Burke on a night that got away from all of us. Adam Burke. <laughs> so, so this is the story. This is real quick. This is the story behind why I started drinking at Galway Bay. And it involves several people you've already seen tonight. It involves CJ Sullivan, who uh, uh, about a year and a half ago invited me to the Christmas party that they hold at his apartment building. And his build, see his apartment building holds this like Christmas party, they call it, he jokingly calls it the Nakatomi Towers party from Die Hard. But, um, but they hold this party as kind of like, hey, 
yeah, you're being nice, mixer, you know, just all the neighbors getting together. Like, the idea is just people who live in the building in there, but CJ invites like eight of his friends because he just goes, free booze! Which to certain people, that's way more, that's the two most powerful words. Like, fuck Jesus saves, free booze. It's gonna, so we show up to this party and it's, it's like, CJ and about five of his scumbag comedian friends, and then everyone else just lives in the building. And they've, they're all being very nice, and they've decked out the lobby, it all looks gorgeous. Um, so we are just like pounding into beers that we have no business having. Like, none of us live there apart from CJ. So we're drinking, we go up to CJ's apartment for a bit, we come back down, and here's, here's who you need to know in this part, who was at this party. It was CJ, of course, his girlfriend, Aaron, uh, Sean Flannery was there, a guy called Adam Croches, and Mark Vanna. Mark Vanna is, Mark Vanna is a wee, Mark Vanna, like, someone packed six foot two of handsome into about five foot eight. He's just like, he's just shining with handsomeness, but, um, CJ's girlfriend fucked up during the party because Mark was making fun of the people who lived in the building. And uh, CJ's girlfriend at one point said to him, you're probably, the most, you're probably the least interesting person here, which stuck in his fucking craw all night. Because put it this way, so I had a few drinks at the party, I had to go do a show. I go, you know, I'll come back later maybe. Yeah, it wasn't that kind of party, it was just like neighbor's party. But uh, I said, I'll come back later, I went to do the show. I come back, by the time I come back two hours later, everyone who lives in the building has left the party. The only people who are still in the lobby are CJ's friends. And they're fucking wasted, and they've drank all of the beer. And they're like passed out, and I just come in, and I go to CJ real quick, oh, okay, I guess we're done here, but I left my coat in your apartment. And uh, he goes, yeah, okay, fine. And we go up in the elevator to get my coat. In the time it takes us to go from the lobby in the elevator up to CJ's apartment, something has happened. Because we walk into the apartment, his girlfriend's passed out, and then CJ gets a call, and he's like, this literally happens as we walk into the apartment. So he goes, what? What? No, 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 wait. Wait there. No, no, no. Don't go anywhere. Don't go, no, wait there. We're gonna go to Galway Bay. You owe it to me. You owe it to me. And I, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And CJ turns to me and very sternly goes, Mark took down the Christmas tree. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, just, just follow me, we'll deal with it. We go downstairs to celebrate Christmas. This apartment had a, erected a, like a 20 foot beautiful Christmas tree. That ever since Mark Banner had been told he was the least interesting person at the party, he'd decide he was gonna take down. He'd be steering that whole night. I'm just gonna fucking climb that tree. I'm just gonna climb the tree. So we walk in, CJ and I walk in to an empty lobby. The doorman is going, you fucking friends, crazy! We're like, what happened? Mark Vanna, as soon as CJ left the lobby, Mark Vanna, I'm doing it, and just fucking leapt into, the sea, into this fucking tree, took it down, there's water everywhere, and so the doorman kicked everybody out. So it's left to CJ, and CJ just goes, it's all right. We'll fix it. Like how? And so we lift up this tree, and it's a real tree. So there's just pine needles everywhere. We're walking over expensive ornaments. They're breaking underfoot. There's just water. And we put up the tree. The only way I can describe the way this tree looks now, it looks like it, 
It looks like it was sexually assaulted by all the other trees in the forest. It looks like it needs to go to a shelter. We put it up, it's just smashed on one side. There's water and broken ornaments everywhere and CJ just goes, there you go, good as new. We just start walking towards the door. Mark Bennett has gone home. He's, in, he's asleep by this point. He's already gone home and uh, Sean Flannery and Adam Croches are across the street just looking like guilty children. And the best part of it was for some reason, whenever Mark Barron's involved, Sean Flannery is just his keeper, apparently. I didn't realize this. But the, CJ blamed the entire incident on, uh, on Sean. He was like, how can you not keep Vanna off the tree? And I heard the greatest line I've ever heard from anyone. We went to the Galway Bay. We were like drinking at Sean. CJ was screaming at Sean. And Sean Flannery goes, for the record, I was always opposed to Vanna climbing the tree. <laughs> and our friend Adam Croce is just like, you know what? That's actually true. I was there, he was. <laughs> Which I just thought was the greatest thing because the person who had actually broken the tree wasn't there. Uh, and I was exasperated because I wasn't drunk for any of this. Uh, and, then, um, and then your headliners tonight, uh, one of them heard my accent. He goes, are you from Northern Ireland? I said, yes. Uh, and I've been shit-faced for the past 18 months. So uh, I'm going to get off stage. Give yourselves a round of applause for hanging out. Um, you're really going to enjoy your headliners. One more time for Sean Flowery, Mike. All right, we're back in the Blackout Diaries. That was... Uh Adam Burke retelling a famous story in our circle of the the <laughs> taking down of the Christmas tree in Nokatami Towers of <laughs> <laughs> the famed legendary holiday party. Now we have Adam Burke with us. Thank you, Burke. Hello. For, uh, hey, guys. What's up, buddy? Blackout Diaries. Uh, thanks for hey. having me. I had to turn my... I'm turning my yeah. space heater off for you guys, so I hope you appreciate it. Oh, man, we appreciate it. <laughs> that, you know what's funny is when, when you interview Chicago comics, we're always yeah. dealing with the elements. Like, we, we had to re-record <laughs> with Abby Sanchez because it yeah. was like 100 degrees, and he couldn't – like, he was like, I physically can't turn my fans off right now. Like, I will die. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and we're talking with Adam right now, and it is negative 40 with windshield. Yeah. Yeah, what's yeah. going on, Sean? You were just talking about how you um you were outside doing work. I didn't here do. I didn't this? even check the weather. I I had heard a blizzard was coming, uh, and we didn't get nearly the <laughs> snow that was predicted. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is no big deal. I'll go outside. I had a right. new electric snowblower that I elected to assemble outside. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to take my gloves off, and I'm like, this is this is cold. <laughs> <laughs> this is really bothering me. <laughs> and I had to go in, and I thought I was real soft, but I, I didn't realize it was negative 40. I looked it Why up on a Coast Guard uh, chart. You you get frostbitten in eight minutes in negative 40. <laughs> oh, man. I love that Sean just has Coast Guard charts pinned around the house. <laughs> you never know. I, I, I like to know my survivability index and all. He's, he's nowhere all near water. And he's, he's, he's got protocols for saving a ferry full of drowning people. Oh, my God. Let's get into it because we have so much yes. to get into. Yes. And uh, Adam Burke, a famous, uh, so many stories we can get into. But the, with the Christmas sto tree story itself, it was incredible because me and Adam me and Adam were shoulder to shoulder with that one because we both went up the <laughs> elevator. We both went up the elevator. We thought we left the party. And then when we came down together, shoulder to shoulder, 
Then the elevator's door opened. I don't think you portrayed that well enough. The, the door's open, like the shining almost, you know, <laughs> into this scene. Like the tree was sideways. The security guards yelling at Sean. People were getting kicked out and kicked out. It would be like, like it would be like if you were in the elevator. When when a meteor hit or something like that, and you <laughs> right, just didn't like, like like a horror movie, like like the zombie apocalypse happened while you were in, like in just exactly. the horror of everything unfolds. It was, it was it's definitely it was a film you could definitely see the cut while they changed the set around. You know, right. Like, like if this was a live play, they wouldn't have time to like <laughs> do what was done. And we were like, we have, okay, now we have this reality to get involved in. The reality. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, we didn't talk. Uh, you don't talk about this in the story because you because you weren't there for this part. But I was also a late arrival there too, mm-hmm. so I I was not a hundred percent sober like you, Adam. But I I was not as gone as everyone else. And I remember sitting down at the lobby and Vanna turning to me and going, uh, sh- "Should I jump into that Christmas tree?" <laughs> <laughs> I go, "Absolutely not!" Like unambiguously, I shut it right. down right there. <laughs> and I think Vanna, like. We, well. I I, I I I don't be, I don't believe that part. But <laughs> that was later, that was, though. It was a right. few minutes late. It was long enough that I didn't know what he was talking about. So it was more than thirty right. seconds. I just hear him go, "Yep, I'm gonna do it." Two of my favorite things was one was the reaction of the guy, of the clerk at the desk. Oh yeah, God! Yeah. That, that'd be Greg the doorman. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if I said this in the story. I just, first of all, what I loved is he goes, he tried to climb the tree. <laughs> like, it's like, that's what he thought was happening. That guy had the right. funniest way of speaking of maybe anyone I've ever met. CJ, tell Burke about the time he caught a guy jacking off outside the building. Well, he had quite a list, Greg. He's was, he was a fan favorite of ours in the building. And, he, and actually, my impression of him is what got me kind of out of trouble with Aaron the next day. <laughs> because I would do the... And actually, that story, I'm like, yeah, he Because he's like, you got to get out of here and... I remember Sean trying to fight back. Sean thought the tree was – he thought Christmas cheer was going to bring the tree back up. That's what he kept saying. Like, like we could just, you could just do some carols. So no I have been watching cheer. a lot of kids' Christmas shows with my kids. And I'm like, guys, this is – this is, every kid's show, somebody fucks up Christmas. And then we you band together. A Motley right. Crew bands together. And, and I, I was pitching this to the security guard. Yeah. And he was like literally spitting mad. Just, just, just like right. not even nonsensical words spitting at me, telling me to leave. And I was like, okay. Yeah, he, Okay, message received. Uh, I remember. I, I couldn't believe the amount of devastation he created with yes. just with a, sin, tree, with a yeah. single jump. We're actually going to have him come on later for his version of it. But apparently, he was. It looked good. He jumped on. He tried to jump on the ottoman to catapult himself. It was a huge tree. Yes, but you know, but that thing slipped. That had wheels. And once you jump on it, <laughs> that went from under him, and that kind of skewered his rookie uh, rookie mistake. You always right. check the ottoman for wheels. Absolutely. <laughs> um, real quick on Greg the doorman to paint a picture. He's kind of like a Rick Moranis looking type, you know, um, but more of a uh, bald. Yeah. And the one time, yeah, he was like, yeah, you can't believe it. He's like, there was a guy out in the car. He was masturbating himself out there. <laughs> <laughs> like, out I had to call the cops, and they came out. Like, That's what they're doing out there. They're masturbating on themselves. And we're just, and out there. That's what they're doing out there. 
yeah, that's, what, that's what's going on out there. Like he's just sitting <laughs> from the window from his front porch out in the world. <laughs> I, he yeah, and he had a he had a lisp and he had a weird hand thing. Yeah, and yeah, then he would yeah, just he yell, and it was hilarious. I love. That, I hope I that 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 made him a shut in. You know, I left the building <laughs> yeah. once and they were masturbating on themselves out there. Uh, yeah, on themselves. Wait, phrase was so funny. <laughs> <Masturbating on themselves. laughs> but then up. he was keeping you guys out, right? You guys coming back in, trying to help the tree up. And then it was just me and Burke. We were left in there because we weren't part of it. Like, we'll get the tree. So I think they were saying how much they were going to need a whole crew to get. Like, we, yeah. we don't need a crew to get this thing up. <laughs> Meanwhile, you didn't need a crew. This tree was 20 feet tall. <laughs> I, I forgot a... we tried to pick it back up again, but that was so pathetic. <laughs> And we definitely made it worse. And when right. every time we made we it did, worse. More decorations fell off the tree. <laughs> right. And there was lights. And they said they all saw from the outside. Like you could see you see the lights going up, you know, kind of like kind of like the second tower. And like, okay, it's going, In it's reverse. going down. Yeah, 9-11. This, this was our 9-11, of course, our 1224. <laughs> and then it went boom, straight back down, even worse, you know. What, and, what uh, I remember, what I really remember too is when he finally kicked us out. I gotta get out of here. He right. finally gave up. And he kicked us both out. Is walking over shattered ornaments and trying all oh, the it sound quiet, and trying to do it quietly. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he won't notice. If it would. It would be like I, I imagine that's what like the gates of hell actually sound like, where you just have to walk over <laughs> shattered glass, just thousands of damned souls. Like, like the sound of just, it was just the sound of things breaking for a half hour straight. You know, because everywhere you walked, you were cracking an ornament. And in my, I was, my, uh, yeah. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead, Adam. I was just going to say, my other favorite thing was <laughs> when, so we then repaired, it was, a, it was a huge night for us, I think, too, because it's when I really started going to Galway Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm yes. sure that bar has come up on this podcast before. Yes. I started going there regularly sponsor. because of this, but you were, you were screaming your head off at everyone <laughs> and I just remember Sean, all of a sudden, Sean's attorney head came on and he just went, <laughs> for the record, I was always against jumping into the tree. Right, jumping into the tree, and then he said, and he said it in the story. And Corey's like, "That is true." He did say, "No, don't jump into the tree." What you, what you got? It sounds like a well, story. Well, and then it was hilarious together. too because you had. I love like a drunk trial because then you have Mark over there <laughs> right. and he's like, "What the hell is a tree like that not fastened down for?" And he's blaming the building. I know it was a sexy tree, and his I think it was his defense. Yeah, you know, trees are no trees are just asking for it, dressed like that basically. I mean. <laughs> We got the we got the final tally. I was already public enemy number one in that building. We should clarify that my name was barely on the lease. It was Aaron's, you know. So they they've always they didn't like me from day one. Once I moved in, they've had they had uh, meetings about me sneezing too loud. You know, I mean, just just all kinds of just things are they didn't like me, you know. And so then I, when I when I brought my idiot friends to come in there, and that's what that was the result. And then we got the letter. Permanently banned. There was like we want his first and last name, and he has to personally sign in and walk to your door, like he's going to be escorted in. <laughs> Mark, it was Mark's name they wanted, right? And but he I, had I, to, I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't give him Mark Vanna's name. I gave him Adam. But Curtis's I did. Name but didn't all your guests <laughs> have to? I was, like, I was like, ban this guy if you want. <laughs> big time, <laughs> right? Well, big time. And then we got a tablet. You ruined the Christmas tree. You ruined the holidays. The ornaments, including the star, was in all caps, like, <laughs> <laughs> including the star. Like, that was a $50 star. 
Yeah, you, oh, so I didn't all your guests have to be greeted in the lobby and like a company like it was almost like a minor on an on a plane flight or something yeah, like the, that. Like they switched <laughs> the guest policy for you, didn't they? There's, yeah, there's fewer, there's fewer security measures at the Hague. <laughs> to get in than there was for CJ's friend. <laughs> I will say, shortly afterwards, the security the security regime change was changed, and they were kind of they were moved to, they were transferred to a different unit, a different building because they, <laughs> I was getting too close with them, and, and they brought in a much uh, a much stricter you're, squad. Came you're like in a later fucking on. you're like a mob guy, and it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, right. You can't trust. You got to rotate the guards. This jury's this jury's corrupt. We need a fresh new jury. I think he got to him. Because <laughs> we've had oh. a few. Uh, yeah, we had a few great doormen there. Of course, we had uh, old Mike who was thrown out. Who uh, speaking of Galway Bay, was it Galway Bay or the? Uh, it was the other bar, Durkins, I think, next door. Where we did karaoke, and Ken Barnard got chased around. But a karaoke guy, because <laughs> he was well, as he was singing "Seals Kiss from a Rose," like he tied a double song, and then we we're gonna get in a fight outside, and our, and our doorman like had our back, and he had, like, yeah, pulled a, he pulled out a knife. He was from the south side. We're like, whoa, Big Mike, we don't do that in this yeah, neighborhood. We were like, whoa, 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 this is—they're not actually gonna attack us. Yeah. I, okay, <laughs> this is a Wrigleyville fight. All right, you're, you're gonna kill somebody right. here. Yeah. In CJ's defense, I think this is why he was allowed to stay in the building because, like you said, you. Have several good doormen. How many other people? In, I think other residents there were like, "Oh, we have a doorman." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. This is a this is a rotating crew they had there. And uh, well, CJ was perfect for knowing the people like me. Well, and you were right. a smoker and a squatter, and that's how you get to know doormen. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I think you know what, and I feel bad because I think I got Mike fired not by uh, kind of like. You guys putting the thought of jumping on a tree for inside Vanna's head, <laughs> plant, planting that seed. I planted the seed with Mike. Like, man, there's so many empty parking spots. You could probably rent them out. You wouldn't even know. And that's what exactly what he did. He got caught renting out like a parking spot to a tenant that he didn't have any possession of. I love, I love how you like we planted. <laughs> they planted. The they planted the seed in mm -hmm. Mark's head. Like this is our version of Inception. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, as you told the story, Aaron told him you're the least interesting person here because he attacked her residence, and then that was—that's all it takes for him. Uh, you oh, that—that was the trigger, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Him least interesting. So that was stewing in his head. You had a great description of him. You called him six four of handsomeness, tucked. Packed into like a five nine by five foot eight. Yes, yeah. Six foot two of handsomeness squished into five foot eight. I think was the something like that was the exact quote. It was great. Uh, so oh, we'll get man. his response uh, soon yeah. enough. But um, well, let's move on to some other stuff. Yeah, but, I mean, Burke, uh, you have a new album that's going to be coming out soon, right? I do. Yeah, uh, on a special thing records, and I hopefully it'll be out in January. And, and you're called. a regular on Wait, Wait. Uh, I'm a regular, this yeah. is the thing I always find that both CJ and I find. We always call you the cane. Uh, what we find fascinating <laughs> about the cane yep, is you're the cane, a, as we. You're kind of a highfalutin uh, comedian. You're on NPR. <laughs> uh, comedian. <laughs> yeah, for our audio Large vocabulary. I, I, Everyone I, thinks he's a fancy you lad. Have, you know, you have an wears accent, blazers. So you're highfalutin. That's what we assume. <laughs> I pronounce but, it highfalutin. So that's how highfalutin I am. <laughs> but you have the best stories about growing up in like white trash Australia. Like they're just absolutely yeah, like that. What yeah. town were you from? Because that town you tell like just for a few minutes before you leave, like tell about the town you grew up in. Because it was just like the craziest drunks I've ever heard of. Well, the town. So, so this is the town that my my sister weirdly went back to Australia. So we went out there and we spent time with her from time to time. And she wound up in the town where my 
where my dad used to work like th 30 years prior is really weird okay. anyway but it's western australia and that's the thing that people don't tell you about australia like when they most people when they talk about Australia, they mean sydney they mean like the beautiful people right and yeah. the urban people who like cosmopolitan yeah. yeah and the people who like read books and the people who like know sure. about world affairs well this is western australia and they just don't give a fuck about anything they just you can't tell a western australian anything they just like right. it's the smallest population in the largest state you know what i mean mm -hmm. so they're just like it is it is like an entire like almost a country of just preppers almost and they're just all fucking nuts and what i love about western australians is like white western australians they call anyone east of them Mexicans. Fucking Mexicans. He's a fucking Mexican. He's like he's from Adelaide. Ah, he's a fucking right. Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no one knows. The only town I've heard, the only place name you've mentioned that I recognize is fucking Mexico. Did, so. <laughs> did you tell me like the racism is is weirdly hilarious because it's so uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's like you go south of the equator and racism doesn't make sense anymore. What do they call the Japanese uh, trucks? Oh, <laughs> so the other thing, Western, so this mainly Western Australians. The other thing they really love to do is not get over the Second World War. Is that they're still not over yep. it. So they mm -hmm. call it like they call Toyota trucks, which they actually really love because they're really well made, but they call them Toho's, which was the name of the emperor during the Second World War. They just actually <laughs> just fucking <laughs> <back in> Toho's. <laughs> and they just. <laughs> Yeah, this one guy. So I think the guy that Sean loves is a is a guy called Lexi, mm -hmm. and some friends went over to Lexi's house one time, and uh, <laughs> they were sitting. He, he had a rather sparse, sparsely decorated house, and they were sitting there, and they looked up and they noticed he had a giant hole in one of his curtains. And uh -huh. I'm like, fucking hell, Lexi, what happened to your curtains? You know, that's a big moth. All the jokes and all the rest of it. And Lexi goes, Nah, mate. The fucking tax man came around one day. <laughs> I didn't have any clothes on, so I thought I thought I'd improvise like a poncho. So he pulled his curtain down, he cut a massive hole in it, and he threw it on and he walked out, which is kind of genius because I mean, what better way to convey to the tax man that you can't pay your bill? Yeah, absolutely. Walk out in a freshly made curtain poncho. <laughs> And then, hanging the, yeah, and then hanging the curtain back and up is pretty great. <laughs> is what makes it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's incredible. Yeah, Adam, you also, uh, before we let you go, you're also the editor of Mr. Sean Flannery's book, Places yeah. I Can't Return To. Yeah. yeah. I, was quite, I was quite youthful looking before. I mean, that was, yeah, I mean, what a journey that was. I, I caught in a few times with you guys when you guys went on writing retreats in Ohio and in cabins. That's, yeah, that's in which we retreated from writing. Yeah, I mean, you really did have a lot of Hunter S. Thompson, Dr. Gonzo vibes guys going to you guys. I remember one time we we ha were having a writing session, quote unquote, uh, and we decided to check in. We were having an argument about a, a sticking point, and we decided to Zoom with you. We called yep. you up, and as soon as we came on the stream, I think you went, oh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, because it started off with text with very important text. Time four fifteen. We need to be on there Saturday afternoon. We're calling from the Ozarks of Ohio. And uh <laughs> 
I like to, yeah, okay. I see where this is. I see where this is going, and I see where, where this has been. More importantly, <laughs> I think we had a really productive meeting in which we just quoted Rodney Rodney Dangerfield at each other for about an hour. And then, well, <laughs> thanks for the help, CJ. <laughs> That's amazing. What was the best quick uh, memory of that? I uh, know the aging of you that you can tell real quickly before we let you go and bring Mark Van on for his version of, of the, the of, of the editing editing. Yeah, the book. editing of Sean Flannery. Uh, well, I tell this on stage at his show sometimes, where it's so funny. I've never seen, I've never seen a writer physically get drunk just on the page, because Sean <laughs> would send me these Google Docs and he would drink. <laughs> As he was writing, so like <laughs> it would start off, you know, one paragraph there'd be like one little red squiggly line, and uh-huh. by the end of it, it's just it's just like a bloodbath. It's just all like every speaking, other word. Yeah. Speaking of the shining elevators, it comes all comes back to that. <laughs> Oh man, well that's amazing, Adam Burke. Where else can where where can everyone find you and see you in this new album and everything coming out? Uh, it, uh, Chicago people can see me uh, headlining Zanies on January sixteenth. Oh, and, all right. And the album's oh, going to nice. be called uh, Weaponized Empathy, and it should be out in January. Weaponized Empathy, I like that. <laughs> You didn't go with highfalutin like Sean's <laughs> suggestion. Highfalutin <laughs> Adam Burke. <laughs> that highfalutin Adam Burke. And it's just me in a top hat and tails and a monocle. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, Adam Burke, everybody. Thank you for joining guys. us. You're Thanks so much, buddy. We're definitely going to have you on again. Thanks, obviously. Bye. Oh. Yep. Well, now we're back at the Blackout Diaries. Sean Flannery with CJ Sullivan. And we have... <laughs> To respond to this yeah. story, Mark Vanna has called into the Blackout Diaries. Mark, are you there? The tree jumper was listening <laughs> live, and he called in. Can you imagine? I happen to be tuned in live. Uh, Merry Christmas, Sean and CJ. I'm here. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, we hear you. Merry yeah. Christmas as well. Merry Mark. Christmas to you, buddy. First of all, before you, before you get into the whole defending yourself with the tree jumping story, when I think of the holiday, especially the Chicago Christmas and holidays, I think of Mark Vanna. You, uh, oh, yeah. You thrive during these these seasons. You're a Mister. You always come in singing the Happy Holidays. You know, you're always in just a nice sweater. You know, a nice bo- nice glass of scotch, and uh, you you embody this. Is what I'm trying to say. I, well, thank you, CJ. Those are very kind words. Uh, I do embody. I was just downstairs with the kids, actually uh, making Christmas cookies. So getting the spirit, wow. having a uh, yeah. You know how Dad does Daddy, it. Daddy, Daddy Van, unbelievable. <laughs> a man for all. All seasons and all reasons. All seasons, yeah. Yeah, Leap, leaps and bounds from the van I knew in Chicago. No pun intended. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. So tell me. Yeah. All right. So tell me. Uh, you know, I don't even want to hear Burke's side of it or Sean's side of it. I'll tell you what really happened. And just okay. tell us your version. Yeah. We just want to hear your version. Yeah. Tell us your what version. What really what happened? happened? Well, as you know, this is. I'm. I'm. I, I'm going to put the year around 2014. Does that sound? Uh, correct in your sure. recollection? It, it it doesn't matter. But go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah. it matters to me because it's, I'm I'm, t- All right. I'm 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 painting the picture. I'm shaping the frame of mind that I was in. And so in 2014, I was going through a rough time personally. You know. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. I like this. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I had I had 
I, I've been married for a couple of years, first time, and um, mm. things weren't first, first time, long time <laughs> in a marriage game, yeah. and, and things, yeah, they weren't going so great. Uh, you know, right? That's true. And and, That's true. and I quit comedy. The kind of you know, not that I ever really did comedy, but I, you know, I was feeling uh, like I was my life was not going in the direction that I I wanted it to go in. And, uh, and, and, okay. and so I'm around you guys and you, you know, you would know how all the fucking comedians do all the bits. I don't, I'm not a bit guy. I don't do bits. So I was feeling kind of down about life in general. Then I'm not, I'm not zipping with you guys. I'm not, you know, I don't have the zingers. So yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. I say, so you're going to do some physical comedy. <laughs> you're, you, you make up for in performance art. Yeah. Well, so, so <laughs> yes, I, I do. And I'm like, how can I get on the level here? And and get some respect okay. out of these guys, which why would I want your respect? I don't know, but for some reason, I love it. I love. <laughs> it. I feel I feel terrible and great at the same time listening to this. Okay. And, and I mentioned I, I had mentioned to Aaron, she was obviously there at the time, and she and she was like, yep. "Yeah, you're just not as funny as them, so I wouldn't worry about it." Um, <laughs> oh, so so wait, that that's interesting. So you you were saying how you felt uh, bad about like how you you know couldn't keep up with these guys, and that's what and, and that was her response. She's like, "Yeah, you're not." <laughs> So then that makes me feel even worse. And then o yeah. O'Donnell, who is just like, he's like that little fucking devil, uh, you know. Yeah, he's in, an instigator. Oh, my he God. Is. So he is. And he somehow caught wind of it. And, and he's in my ear chirping, chirping, you know, because I, I think maybe I mentioned, oh, that tree. First of all, I, I should cut back, too. You, you never put a bunch of alcohol uh, in front of me and there's a big tree in a room. It's just not a good yeah. idea. It's not a good. It's a recipe for disaster. Uh, in in the buildings yes. in the buildings defense, we brought the alcohol. I don't think they supplied that. Fair enough. <laughs> they supplied the they supplied the tree. We supplied the alcohol. Yes. So you're so, you're right. Bad combination. Bad but. combination. Now the party's dwindling down. O'Donnell's been really riding me hard, chirping in my ears. Just like, hey, look at that tree. You should really, you should jump. You should do it. Mm -hmm. And the party you should you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he leans back, you know, leans back in his chair and he's just kind of like looking the other way. And you know, um <laughs> in that moment there was a there was like one of those old school, you know, the, the, the lobby probably hadn't been redone since the building, so I'm thinking late nineties, you know, or eighties. Uh -huh. They got those little kind of lounge chairs, the um, you know, the fabric in, uh, in front of the thing. I see it. Yeah. And I just take off. And, <laughs> and as I got one foot onto the chair, I remember this is how I remember it, and this is how it happened. So I, you know, you can just yeah. I I began to think this is not such a great idea. And, <laughs> and halfway through, halfway through. Well, I'm already. I got one foot like on the chair. You're midair. You're I'm not air, gone airborne yet. And I say, all right, okay. this is not good. So now the chair just kind of slides into the mm. tree, and I barely tap it, just kind of give it a nudge, <laughs> and, and then it all came down. And now pandemonium is loose. We got to get out of here. Uh, the little man from behind the counter came out with one arm. Yeah. Um, Greg, yeah, Richard yeah. Kimball style, and uh, <laughs> so so you so you pulled you pulled up mid jump. You think that was part of the problem? I think so. So I yeah, I did not get airborne like a cat or or even like uh, <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland. You know, um, 
Now, settle a few, settle a few things. Did you, did you ask Sean right beforehand if you should do it, and he said no? Uh, you know, that, that's his claim. There's no way I believe that. I believe he. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, if, if that happened, I'd black that part out because I'm trying to remember the the timing. They were coming from some sort of show or something like that, as, as far as I so remember. This is what I okay. this is what I remember is, and I do remember Bill uh, yeah, encouraging you to do this. Check, the O'Donnell thing checks out. I remember that. I, I remember that, but I. Because so, all afterwards, I, he just kept going, I can't believe you jumped into the tree. And you go, you told me to do it. You don't know what to do me. He's like, yeah, but I didn't think you're going to listen to me. Yes. <laughs> you turned to me, and I didn't know you two were talking. I didn't know that's what you two were talking about. Yeah, you know what, Sean? So this is correct. You just got there. I just kind of gave you a, like, check-in, like, kind of a nod. This is happening, bro. And then I don't even know if I <laughs> yeah, waited for your response. To me. He's hold, like, hold I think I'm going to jump in. <laughs> he was like, hold my keys. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, that is correct. Yes, okay. He goes like, I think of, I think you actually asked, like, should I jump into that tree? And I was like, I don't think that's a good idea. And then you, like, you a little bit later, you go, yep, I'm going to do it. And then you yeah. just ran. <laughs> that, actually, that actually sounds right. 100% right. Uh, oh, well, the holidays. Yeah, I, I right? mean, the holidays. It, it, it's, it's a legendary story. It's, it still lives on. I mean, it's, 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 it's one of the funniest visuals I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, just like, and, in their defense, like, trees are, are kind of meant to be jumped into and taken down. Like they're but very it was also they're very provocative. Yes. It is. It is. I mean, everyone wants to climb. There's something, but you see a tree out in the forest. It, it's yeah. you, you don't pay any attention it. to it. But once it comes into our places, you, you want to get inside there and climb it. You know, and yeah, you want to explore it. Who lives in here? What goes on? What kind of wildlife happens in here? I could maybe make a home in there. Right. Um. <laughs> But it was the other thing that it was such a great visual is there was and it might have been how he hit it like kind of awkwardly because he didn't get the right jump. But there was like a good few seconds where we were like, this might be OK. <laughs> like it was wobbling. You know, it, it, it was it was kind of yeah. like a heavyweight who had been hit hard, but like All maybe right. the ropes were going to save him or something like that. And then it, it was just long enough to like be like, OK, maybe this isn't as bad as we think. And then just <laughs> crash. <laughs> Do you guys already go over the uh, the the second tower coming down? <laughs> yeah, we were talking about when well, you guys all got kicked out. The mean Burke tried to get it up ourselves, and that kind of made it worse because <laughs> once it because once it fell the second time, the ornaments went everywhere. It shattered like flying. And, yeah, you, and all you guys could see was the lights outside. Is that right? Yeah, because we were across the way. We we could the the tree was still illuminated. And when it was on the ground, we couldn't see it. But once you guys started getting it up, we could we could see it through the bay window, the giant bay windows. <laughs> you guys are across the street, so when you were kicked off. You were literally kicked off the block. Just I didn't want to see you in front of the. Building. We felt we should give you a lot of space. <laughs> Wide berth. Uh, well, yeah. Hey, you got. And did we already recap the, uh, the the apology for the building since you guys got fined or whatever? No, I don't remember the apology, so let's oh, hear this. Oh, that's right. Vanna took us out to dinner. That was a lovely that's thing. That's an apology. Not right? just a dinner. I, oh, I, I forgot about I, that. Well, that was very nice of you, Mark. Steakhouse dinner, baby. Come on. 
the way. All the no, work. It was, yeah. it, it, it was incredible, not necessary because of the story, but we certainly oh, accepted. I think we just I mean, lost CJ. Do we still have course, Mark? I, my name was on the lease. Aaron gladly accepted. <laughs> Maybe I just lost. <laughs> yes, yes. So we uh, we paid for all that, but that was great. It was a beautiful. It's one of the Christmas lore. It was incredible, and Christmas cheer lived on. After, didn't get the tree back up, but uh, it did. It did survive. Uh, it's another gift like that keeps on giving. I'm I'm happy that I was uh, able to be a part of. It. Happy, absolutely, and happy holidays to you, and your loved ones out there. Love you guys. Hey, uh, Merry Christmas to uh, all the BOD listeners. All right, we're back here in the Blackout Diaries. That was... uh, Adam Burke and Mark Vanna with a surprise, <laughs> not a surprise, but a nice, nice quick call in mm-hmm. <laughs> to defend himself for uh, that. That story just keeps keeps growing longer and longer as it goes. And uh, man, I haven't thought about that story in years, and it was so funny to hear all those details again. Yes, and um, it reminds me of holiday parties. That's that's been my role as a. Uh, um, Throughout the years of a lot of holiday Christmas parties, office parties at least, I'm usually mm-hmm. the 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 embarrassing spouse of who needs to be <laughs> told told the rules beforehand. Now listen, I know this isn't how you understand. Know, this is a whole different community. These, these are work people. Well, yeah, <laughs> and everyone's having so fun, and you just right. met him that night. So you like you've just it. been doing fun small chat with him. Mm-hmm. So you love yeah. the guy or the girl. Yeah. Yeah, why'd you say this guy's an asshole? This guy's great. What are you talking about? <laughs> he likes to. <laughs> well, he it's a real, you know, balancing act. You know, we it were is. talking about that uh, the beginning of the show because there's just so much alcohol, and at the end of the day, these are these are work relationships, right? Yeah. And some of the people just uh, we're going to get into uh, later on in the show how much people drink during the holidays, but some of these people are not used to drinking like that, and yeah. they don't have like the right instincts and habits to be that drunk and it's so and funny. I'm, you, you, they, they talk about i love going i love i've had the certain office jobs i have had it's funny that the way they talk about the christmas parties like all year round like they talk yeah. about last year's christmas party and they can't wait for this year oh wait well someone all, there's always one you know person I mean? either gets fired or the, right. the they do something where the dynamics change so much that they're never <laughs> respected again <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and so you do, and, and it's usually somebody who doesn't drink all that much, usually, right? And they didn't have like, like oh, the right shield. instincts, like right. I got to get out of here, I, started, like I got to yeah. go. Yeah, it started off and always trying to one up, and yeah, from Xerox in their butt cheeks, and now like we absolutely <laughs> tore down the chandelier and told the boss, did I fuck, fuck someone herself. in the mailroom? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I uh, one year we're at our office party and we're like we're drunk you know it's the advertising industry everyone's mm-hmm. annihilated right we then go to a bar afterwards richards downtown legendary oh chicago legendary dive bar, bar. Yep. um my one my one coworker uh throws his cell phone against the wall because he feels he's ready for an upgrade <laughs> he feels like he's due for a new phone so he just yeah. shatters it you got to violate yourself right yep um <laughs> So we were thrown out of that bar. <laughs> so now we're in another bar. And, um, you know, so it's, it, it's, a, it's a pretty crazy party. And, um, yeah, and it, it's no small feat to get thrown out of Richards, by the way. Yeah, exactly. I, and I think the that only reason Mark we were Vanna thrown out right is because I think he broke like a photo of Frank Sinatra when he threw the phone. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like just de- destroying his own property yeah, or being, or threatened you know, violence or anything like that. Yeah, yeah it was like you, you harmed, you know, our St. Nick, you know, our sure. Sinatra. Exactly. But, um, 
Anyhow, we're at the bar next door, Emmett's, which was also a great bar, recently closed, but was also a great mm-hmm. bar. And uh, I'm like, all right, yeah, no, well, well, we're probably all leaving. And, and my uh, coworker goes, uh, who's now my boss, but he goes, uh, I'm going to go to, he, did, he didn't drink much at the time ever. And he goes, uh, I'm going to go to my wife's Christmas party. Yeah. <laughs> we're all like, really? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah like yeah yeah there's a starting late like we've been drinking right. for like seven this, hours this the, like really yeah, this the, you're gonna do this your, your fifth stop okay <laughs> <laughs> they're newlyweds so they have not met him yet okay oh man you can't yeah, um, you cannot do that and this is very important to the story we were he was playing this game with several other co-workers where whenever somebody started talking they would say like, if you were to start talking to me right now, their game was, they would immediately yell, shut the fuck up, CJ. Shut the fuck uh-huh. up, CJ. Right. So right. they would shut down whoever was talking, which was some sort of callback to a problem in a meeting that happened a week sure. ago. I don't even know how it started, but this is a game that about four of them were doing with themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, he's so drunk, <laughs> he gets there. He does not know that this game was created with our coworkers, his wife starts talking at the party, and every time she talks, he goes, "Shut the fuck up, Melissa!" <laughs> and starts <laughs> oh, wait, laughing. Oh, oh, wait, the game was at your office. At and our he, office, and he he's now to, doing it. And he brought it to his another wife's office. office. Oh, I thought he was walking <laughs> he, in on it. That's even better. No, <laughs> so he starts trying to do it at another party, and he just looks like a like a battering husband. Everyone's yeah, like, "Holy husband, shit!" Sure. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> "What the fuck you doing?" You know? <laughs> and he's like laughing. He's like, "You don't right. think it's funny?" And he's so drunk, he oh, can't God. even explain. Like, he can't conceptualize right. that he's using a game that only people at the previous party yeah. knew about. And, he, and even if he could, I mean, you still have a 50% <laughs> chance of that landing. Oh, okay, I get it. That's, that's, yeah. that's acceptable. It's still not acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> but as a newlywed, they meeting. I, I think she ended up, like, quitting. The, I think she, it was almost like, I have to quit that job. Yeah. There's almost like, I'm too mortified do. to show up there again. <laughs> right, because then they think they're, they're not asking you, are you okay all year? Just tell us there's a way out of this. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been told that many times. Okay, this is someone you can talk to. This is someone you can talk to. And, and honestly, you know, I know it's open bar, but that's just for the people <laughs> working here. You you don't have repercussions in what we do. Now, but, and like we were saying earlier in the show, people get after it. We, Americans, everyone, we get after more during the holiday season, and then there's a new study. Mm-hmm. There's a new study that came out that said exactly how much we did, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we double our alcohol intake during the holiday season. Double it. That's amazing. The average American <laughs> I mean, really sees a one hundred percent increase. Yeah, one hundred percent increase <laughs> between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm looking up two, it was a survey. Um, Two thousand Americans, though. Yeah. Um, Most popular drinks are eggnog, coffee with Bailey's, Christmas beer, and cider. Okay. Um, that like, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here, I like this. Here. I like this. Um, four alcoholic drinks is the average for most of the year, but it jumps up to eight at the holidays. Mm-hmm. The excess alcohol led to thirty-six percent of the participants agreeing that the subsequent rough mornings dampened their all, overall holiday spirit <laughs> to the to the point where <laughs> the average American is work late to work three times over the course of the holidays and calls in sick twice, according to this study. Yeah. <laughs> 
Seven in ten said hangovers and after effects of drinking make them less productive at work the next day. The other three lied. <laughs> it's like, we should say, no, I'm fine. I'm tip no. top. <laughs> Getting a lot done. I prefer it. Gets me through the day, actually. I once read an article where a different psychologist was speculating that what a lot of people call seasonal depression might just be the two months of hangovers <laughs> that people in the Midwest have because oh, of all funny. the drinking. Seasonal depression yeah. is just a big hangover. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Cause well, cause it doesn't help the hangover. Cause all you do is look out no. the window. You look at like, Oh mm-hmm. God, I'm not the facing- grayness yeah. and your head is pounding. You're like, I'm not facing this. Well, yeah, no, not in that condition. You're not, you couldn't face anything. Cause <laughs> even if it was sunny and beautiful, you're like, Oh God, shut, get that sun yep. out of here. This is a nice stat. So the average American spends $241 a month on social events, and that doubles up to 580 during the uh, holidays. That seems low, too. But and that's with, even with open bars. Yeah. Three, three to four a week. That's pretty nuts. That is the thing with holiday parties. You, there, there's so many of them. They come in a row, and then it's, it's got a casual invite, usually. You know, mm-hmm. like and you can just, and they're very easy to tag along, and they're very easy to lie through. You know, because everyone's in the conspiracy. No one's, oh, oh no yeah, one's, you know, no one's checking the IDs or. They're very easy to crash. Care what department you're involved in? You know, we all uh, we all got through it. Um, D- yeah. Ahead. No, no, I was gonna say like they're 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 the easiest parties to crash to the point where I don't even know if you. It, it's not like a wedding. Mm-hmm. Where people are like, okay, what's this guy's story? Who does he know? You know what I mean? And right. like, there's a suspicion. Like, I think you could even just openly say, I j- just walked in and I'm at the <laughs> wrong address and I'm drinking with you guys. And I don't think anyone at a holiday party would care. Yeah. It's like, wait, it's a corporate write off. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. A wedding, there's always that backdrop feeling if you ruin it, you're ruining some person's memory. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and if, if you ruin this, you're enhancing everyone's <laughs> worker's memory, you know? So it's kind of got that opposite feeling. So, we, you know, there's that in the air. You're like, uh, you know, this, this could happen at any moment and it's going to be great. You know, come on. That's why you're <laughs> encouraging people to jump into trees. You're encouraging this it, debauchery, you know? It is. <laughs> Funny when uh, I have never seen this happen at any of my holiday parties, but I, I know several friends who have worked at an office where a dude got fired. It was, it, it, it was uh, I know three different stories, three different dudes were fired uh-huh. for what they did at the holiday party. But all three of them got so blackout drunk, and this was all before cell phones, so they had to show up Monday morning. Like, they had no idea they were fired. They right. just woke up. That was a wild party, huh? Hopefully. You know, and they don't talk to their coworkers enough to have, like, for the, you know, scuttlebug to have reached them, uh-huh. you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, imagine just showing up Monday, and they apparently each of them was formally fired at the party. At the party, but they don't remember. At that, the, right? They were like, they listen, and, and it goes without saying, we're firing you. Just know? <laughs> to make this official. <laughs> so, don't show up on Monday. <laughs> they show up on Monday. Yeah, have to be fired a second. Having to be fired a second time is a hilarious drunk move. Second firing is great, and I kind of like their. I also kind of agree with them too. Like that, that can't that can't count, right? That happened at. Uh, <laughs> I mean, legally, hands? you have to fire me at least once that I can recall. Right, right. and a work fire has to happen at a work at work. I would imagine, work, yeah. you know, <laughs> not. Uh, PJ McTippets or something, whatever. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, you're right. Before the internet uh, office parties, that's when things really got, like we were saying, in the copy room, copiers, there was overhead projectors. Oh, yeah. People would, write, people would make grand drunk statements, and you would have to like put things like on presentations, <laughs> like, fuck Carl, fuck love, all this shit. Like, what's going on? I think they were, I think they were having an affair or something. Because <laughs> they find out they actually have a work wife and a real wife. <laughs> It was absolutely amazing. Yeah, I miss like those old Christmas parties like that. Yeah, uh, and the there second, were no cameras, so no, yeah. no cameras. What were you going to say though, CJ? I was just going to say I was just going to segue into it because we're going to. Um, we had such a great show here in the holiday show, and we have Adam Burke, uh, great guest. He's going to finish off a story. He's going to talk about how in Ireland Christmas yes. Eve was Christmas Eve is the big tradition, and uh, I also remember Christmas Eve being a big night out. Um, Growing up, I know the Italians did the seven fishes that night, and we used to go to mm-hmm. this Christmas Eve party where the adults would get pretty drunk. But once once we hit a certain age, like where it was okay, where where we would drink in front of them and vice versa, and everyone got hammered at yeah. this New Year's at this one New Year's Eve party, and then like some certain batches would go off to midnight mass, and we'd laugh at them, and they'd come back. <laughs> That's like their late night bar, <laughs> yeah. right? It's like a late night bar. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll get it out of the way now. You know, it's yeah. just, and it's just this fucking caravan coming through. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then playing cards. So that that must be a relief for parents. Like when kids reach that certain age, like oh god, thank god we can all be hung over tomorrow, and there's no six a.m. or you know five a.m. Oh, yeah. gift wrapping and shit like that. And uh, we would get after like late hours, Christmas Eve. <laughs> um, but but I, but I like when I feel when I feel came on Christmas morning like oh god like oh god, <laughs> Just, <laughs> oh, god. we had a couple Christmases ago I was staying with my sister and my, my one aunt gets drunk right and uh, she should not do this we don't like she does it but she drinks and drives and she's a nun and sure. she gets pulled over all the time and they just basically drive her car home for her she's, she's a, nun? a nun does she keep she's the habit a nun. In, keep the habit in the car too for those situations no she's she's <laughs> hilarious because she's always like no i feel like if i got pulled over i need to take my medicine yeah, and right. uh, you, you know but like they always find out she's a nun like when they run her id and uh-huh. you know but um so my she sister posed for, she posed for the license like your own uncle my sister, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, my um, sister-in-law, or my sister has this, she lives on like kind of a farm, and it's like mm-hmm. a really windy driveway. And like every time my aunt is just like all over the lawn and just like, like yeah. it, she must do it at like full speed too, just tears up their lawn. Like it looks right. like a vandal <laughs> came and actually did donuts or something. Yeah. And my brother-in-law hates it. So he, uh, a couple of years ago, it was great. Like everyone just gets like hammered. But he had put up uh, blinking LED lights to illuminate the different curves of the driveway. So, it, I mean, it almost looked like a runway. It was so well lit. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, this is going to be great. you know. And it was great when I woke up the morning and looked out. And I'm just like, oh, my God, we're all so hangover. And I look out in the lawn. She never, I think she hit a tree. <laughs> she, she just like she. All the lights are knocked over. Like she. Oh just, my god! It didn't help at all, and we're all just like, oh. That reminds me of that Christmas Eve party. I said was, our whole neighborhood used to go to Zimalongs. Actually, they would have it, and then they lived in this nice neighborhood where, um, at least our streets, whatever. They would all have candles and 
brown paper bags. Oh, luminaries. Like yeah. Yeah, like luminaries or candles or whatever. And they yeah. line the streets with it, you know. Yeah. And then this party at night, you know, you, you drunk old dads are driving. And they, of course, run over a bunch of them. And one caught, like, <laughs> it caught fire in this patch. So then you had people from the party running with the cooler. And it's freezing outside. Throwing, like, liquid, like, ice. It's just br- it's just bricks of ice and bags of ice. Throwing on the fire. That made it worse. Or stomping on it, you know. And it's just like. <laughs> Fighting a fire with your wet bar. Yeah, exactly. Instruments is a pretty it's great visual. What it is. We're throwing mixers yeah. on there, you know. Just I the need, juices. I need, I need less right. than seventy proof alcohol yeah. to fight this fire. Yeah. Does anyone have any wine? Some cordials, maybe some liqueurs. <laughs> Midori, uh, Midori will work, sure. Well, how about uh, spe- <laughs> speaking of uh, alcohol on New Year's Eve? Let's hear this final story um, from Adam Burke about uh, not New Year's Eve, excuse me, Christmas Eve. Before that, CJ, what do you want to plug? And we'll end yeah, on Adam's story. Yeah, let's uh, do some story. quick plugging, of course. Uh, all the socials, the Twitters, and uh, mm-hmm. Instagram, CJ was Sullivan. My uh, bottom line bombs, uh, pick uh, football picking contest, uh, Man in the Box podcast on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network. Or just check out my socials, it's all on there. Um, this will be a holiday. Yeah, tour dates. I'll be in Boston at the end of January at the Wilbur nice. Theater. At the Wilbur Theater, January twenty eighth. That's good. Oh, one. that's a great venue. I've been there before. Nice. Um, so, yeah, so and buy my book online. Places I can't return to. Uh, great holiday a, purchase. Great holiday purchase. Yeah. Edited by Highfalutin Adam. Edited by our own Adam the Cane Burke, who we're going to hear from uh-huh. right now to talk about yep. the Irish tradition of Christmas Eve. All right. So in order to understand the story. Uh, there's a couple of other things I've got to tell you about Ireland. First of all, as I mentioned, St. Patrick's Day is not the biggest drinking holiday in Ireland. The biggest drinking holiday in Ireland is Christmas Eve. If you don't know, it's absolutely true. First time I moved to Chicago, I found out all your bars are closed on Christmas Eve. That's like a war crime as far as I was concerned. <laughs> I was furious. But the Irish get absolutely fucking wrecked on Christmas Eve because we realize if you have to be up at five in the morning, you may as well still be drunk. You know, fuck it. <laughs> And also, then you gotta understand, the Irish, we don't leave out milk and cookies for Santa Claus, right? Instead of cookies, the Irish leave out something called mince pies, which are every bit as disgusting as they sound. They're always 400 degrees. I wouldn't even eat them. I would just throw them at the Protestant kids. Um, (laughs) And instead of milk, does anyone know what the Irish leave out for Santa Claus? Whiskey, well done. Yeah, some people say Guinness, but no, it's whiskey. Especially in my family, we would leave out a full bottle of whiskey for Santa Claus. Yeah, we would, because the Irish understand that Santa Claus is a working man, and he needs something to take the edge off. Santa Claus is a long-haul trucker. A glass of Overwise isn't going to fucking cut it, you know? But then this one Christmas Eve, my parents got absolutely tore up. They forgot to do any of the setup. So Christmas morning, we run into the living room. There's the Christmas tree, just bereft of presents. My younger brother just bursts into tears. But my dad thinks quick in his feet. My dad's like, you know what? Actually, I was just listening to the radio. There's a low pressure system over Sweden. I think Santa Claus get held up. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do all the setup. We'll do the mince pies, the whiskey. We'll go to church. And maybe by the time we get back, Santa will have caught up. We're like, good thinking, Dad. We put out, put out a plate of mince pies, put out a full bottle of whiskey. We all load into the car. On his way to the car, my dad goes, actually, hold on, I forgot my hands or something. He goes back into the house. Comes back after a while, drives up to the church. We spend some time with Mr. and Mrs. Jesus and family. We get back to the house. Now all is set right. The plate of mince pies, empty. The bottle of whiskey, empty. The Christmas tree, now laden with presents. 
my siblings lurched forward, start ripping in the gifts, but here is where I ruined Christmas. I go, whoa, 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 whoa. Everyone stop what you're doing. I picked up the empty bottle of whiskey, and I said, this bottle of whiskey is a different brand to the one that we left out. <laughs> my younger brother figured out what that meant, burst back into tears. My mother was like, oh, nice going, tiny shitty Poirot. And that's the bad part. The bad part is that I ruined Christmas. The good part is, the good part is that as dedicated as my father was to preserving the myth of Santa Claus, he wasn't so dedicated, he was prepared to down an entire bottle of whiskey before driving his family to church. Christmas giveth and it taketh away. That'll do it for me one more time for Sean, everybody. Network.